Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Aaron. My name is Sarah. My name is Mia. The movie this week was Her. Her. From 2013. <laughs> directed by Spike Jones, starring Joaquin Phoenix as Theodore. Scarlett Johansson as Samantha. Amy Adams as Amy. And then uh, assorted other actors that were totally recognizable. We got Rooney Mara, Chris Pratt. Before Chris Pratt. I mean, we he was on uh, Parks and Rec, right? I have no idea if it was. 2013, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was Parks and Rec for sure. Yeah. Because. I didn't know him. 2014 Guardians? Yeah. yeah. Yes? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I'm pretty sure 2014 was Guardians. It was pre ripped. It was 2014 was Guardians, dude. <laughs> and uh, Olivia Wilde has a very small part. She's also famous, from what I understand. <laughs> so, uh, this is a special <laughs> episode because this was a pick from Mia. So, Mia. Why did you pick this movie? Why do you like it so much? Who are you? Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> wow. The hard-hitting questions just, yeah. early on, Joel. Yeah, you know me. I like to make people very uncomfortable. What's yep. special about this movie to you? I think it's relatable like to people. And, I mean, I just really like the style it has. What about you, Joel? Well, Spike Jones is awesome. Yeah. He's like, I mean, one of those many different people who started off as a, a music video director, and you could see that he honed this art, this craft, into making amazing sets and like camera movements and uh, directing Jackass. Uh, wait, anyways, you like this movie, Sarah? Yeah, I really liked it. I, uh, I think there's bigger ideas that are explored in the movie than a lot of basic uh, sci-fi movies. I don't know, maybe that dif- different issues, not necessarily bigger ones, but different ones than you usually are faced with, yeah. maybe. What'd you think? Oh, yeah, I liked it too, definitely. Uh, it was it was, uh, it was a very interesting movie. Um, I, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking this was going to be a downer, so I definitely <laughs> avoided the movie, and that's why I'm really glad we watched it tonight. Because I was uh, pleasantly surprised to see that it actually was, you know, uh, all over the spectrum, emotional spectrum, and uh, not just some downer movie that, that, that I was led to believe. Uh, so, yeah, pleasantly surprised. Really glad to see uh, Joaquin Phoenix again as well. So, And that mustache. <laughs> Definitely that mustache. I don't like the mustache. I don't care. I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good, Joel. Mm-hmm. 
I think maybe it's a combination of the mustache and the kind of glasses he was wearing mm. that I find uh, not very tolerable. But okay. I mean, it doesn't. It, it, it didn't take away from his character. I mean, that that made him the way he looked was unique. I don't know about that world. I don't know. I mean, Chris Pratt had a mustache too. What do you think of that mustache? I have to think that I almost. This is just me, but when I saw Chris Pat with the mustache, I thought that maybe he grew it just so he could be just as cool <laughs> as uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character. That makes sense. Well, because like the whole time you see him, uh, he's just like, you're writing. Your writing is so good. And then there's this like really awkward exchange that they have where he's like trying to explain how like his writing is both male and female and, and that you, you, you are male and female. <laughs> <laughs> And which was, by the way, probably my favorite scene in the movie. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it just felt like that. It was like, yeah, I'm gonna grow this because the guy I like in the office grows this. Yeah. <laughs> it adds a layer of creepiness that I wasn't thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what about those pants? <laughs> They're way oh up God. here. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're doing in the future. Get with the times. Everyone in the future has a mustache, not a beard, and high pants that look like sweatpants, <laughs> oh but with a zipper. God. Oh my god! Uh, I thought it was cute. It's not even like, like form fit. It looked like he had like a full diaper at one point. Like I was really concerned about Joaquin Phoenix's character when he was like staring out the window, and like you see his shirts all nice and you know form fitting, but then there's just it's just this lump right where right between his cheeks, and you're just like, oh man, why am I staring at his pants? <laughs> I think the costume choices were actually pretty cool. Yeah. They were unique. They lo- they looked different than oh, yeah. what you see, what you see as clothing in other movies. So I think they must have had a conversation with somebody who designed them and said, "If this is the future, it's going to kind of have a different style, but they still have safety pins, I guess." Yes, <laughs> comically large safety pins. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. That's a special detail. I remember when I saw the movie the first time, I, I that like stuck out to me the way he had put that in his pocket so that her the phone or whatever device it was that, that Samantha was a part of was able to stick out of his pocket. And uh, like it's like it wasn't pointed out in the movie or anything like that. It was just all of a sudden he was at the fair and she was in the pocket and like you have to notice that if she had had been all the way in, there's no way she would have seen with her little lens. <laughs> a lot of little details. Definitely a smarter move than, like, you know, punching a hole in a shirt or something. Because that just would have been... Yeah, that's what I would have done. You know, we're not all geniuses, Aaron. <laughs> Jeez. That's probably more than a lot of people did for their OSs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, we do actually have to synopsize the movie. Who wants to do that? Mia, do you want to try to give a short synopsis? Okay. So, I think the setting is in, like, futuristic L.A., right? But it's, like, but they filmed it in, like, China, some of it. It's about this guy. He works for a letter. He writes letters for people, and... He gets an iOS device and they like, they make it so, I guess it, uh, accommodates to like his personality. So it's a, it's a lady and he ends up falling in love with her, which is weird because it's an iOS device. It's a computer. So 
And then hijinks ensues. Excellent. <laughs> that is how I like to end all of my synopsis. Uh-huh. I was going to say best synopsis. Hijinks yeah. definitely yeah. ensue. <laughs> I mean, is it a computer? Well, yeah. Right? But is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it's it? Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay. So. Well, so there you go. Huh? Well, I mean, at what point? It's not. It's not the Jeopardy uh, program, if that's what you're talking about. No, you no, know, it's, it's not. not. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But I don't even think it's Siri. You know, I don't think it's. Oh yeah, it's not Siri. No way. No way. It's not RoboCop. It's. Well, what, what was the initial design? I, 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 I'm having a little bit of trouble remembering what the initial purpose of the program was. It was just supposed to be a, a artificially intelligence operating system okay. that would adapt directly to the person's design and needs. Yes. Okay. okay. Like Siri, but better. Kinda. Yeah, Siri, Siri <laughs> doesn't know. I don't want to talk about Siri. But... <laughs> You she couldn't tell. You couldn't tell from the way it looked if it was like a marketing scheme or if it was like breaking edge technology that was going to like help everybody. Right. At least I couldn't. I don't mm. know. Oh, it just sounded like the new thing. Everybody hops on the new thing usually when it comes out. Like, you know, like air, jumping air, in John Malkovich's head. Right. Well, I was thinking like Windows <laughs> Ten or whatever, but. Uh, when I when I'm saying that I don't think it's a computer at a certain point, I mean when it literally seems to have sentience, when it has feelings and emotions and its own thoughts and creativity, like through the movie she's uh, constructing music and and she draws and stuff like that. Like the the word computer to me feels too uh, cold. I don't know. I, <laughs> it it doesn't fit. The movie does a great job of making you feel like Joaquin Phoenix is talking to an actual person. Because, well, he is obviously talking to Scarlett Johansson, but, but you know what I mean? Like, 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 it does a great job of making you realize this is something he just put in his computer to something much, le- much more than that, you know? And, um, yeah, no, definitely. They added so much humanity to her character <laughs> that it, it made it more difficult to argue that it wasn't something real. She laughed, she played with him, she um, made up stuff herself. It was like she had her own creativity. I don't know. I think that they, especially with the way they had Scarlett Johansson's voice, um, the way she read or whatever, it seemed like they were trying to make her sound like a super down-to-earth person. Like, and that could have just been, like, a style, like, a skin or whatever on that program. But it was cool. Uh, And the way he responded to it in the movie, it, it like, gave life to the character. Like, it set him him at ease, so it set us at ease. Like, at a certain point, I feel like you could forget that this was just a computer program. You know, an artificial intelligence uh, like that part where they go on a date, a double date with that couple. It's like she's there. Oh yeah, totally. Nobody's treating it as anything weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just another person. Be like if you were dating a ghost. Or like Lars and the Real Girl. Oh, that it's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about that till just now. 
Except she doesn't talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> but people treat him normal. I mean, to his face. Yeah, to his face, definitely. Doesn't he pretend, or like he like says she says things or or something like that? Yeah, I Uh, believe at one uh, point, because, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. He tells other people like what she's going through. Right. Um, It's like he kind of invents a personality for her. He has a mustache, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, like they're, they're the supposed same movie. to be creepy or something. <laughs> oh my like god. To... <laughs> yeah. They seriously, yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> Correlation. All right, now we need, we need to bust out the whiteboard now and compare and contrast. <laughs> so I find, I found that you know, even though this is a science fiction movie, like in the the future, it's not. It's purposely made to be not too far. Yeah. Off. Yeah, not, and not seem too far fetched. I found those relationship bits to be pretty like, whew, like gut punching and like memory inducing, some hardcore stuff. The ones with his ex. Well, the ones not. I mean that that part, like the, this, like any human interaction he was having, it yeah. just seemed real. Oh, yeah. And then even the relationship he was having with Samantha, like some of the. the the beats in like how their relationship was evolving. Like you, I don't, I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it was relatable. Us who were older have been in the situation where like somebody we were attached to, like drifted away or we drifted from them, you know, people grow out of each other. It's, it's like, and it's upsetting. Yeah. And it's like, you hold on to that for a long time and they do a really good job of like, Poking that bear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Didn't Spike Jones write it, too? I don't know. I, he did. I looked it up. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> I answered my own question. But I didn't... I didn't know if... It seems like he... He knew how to make it seem more uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a good director. It was definitely an underlying theme in the movies, is yeah. just that uncomfortability, the mm-hmm. awkwardness. Mm-hmm. It was almost a character unto itself. You know, just like, here's a scene, and oh, here comes awkward, you know? There was super awkward stuff like that in the other movies, too, and <laughs> Adaptation and being John Malkovich, and, like, he just has a way of being able to... I guess. I don't know how he directs the performers, but somehow or other it comes off very vulnerable and sometimes really painful and uncomfortable or or really humorous, too. I don't know. I think the first moment, moment in this movie where, where I had that very, like, I don't know, very, very emotional feeling was at the end of the uh, his, his date. Like, this is the first time he's dated someone since... You know, uh, his his um, separation from his wife. And everything seems to be going awesome. Like, he's pretty... The one with Olivia Wilde. Yeah, mm-hmm. Olivia Wilde. Yeah, you know, things yeah. are going great, you know. And then and then just... And then it just doesn't. And it's just very devastating. You can tell, you know. And he captured that so well. And it was just very, like, wow. <laughs> that sucks. That's a first date. There you go. <laughs> that <laughs> <did> scene... <it. laughs> yeah, that scene was like... There was a lot of complications to read into that scene. I'm like, obviously, he's we know what he's going through because we know that he's like on the verge of divorce and hasn't been seeing anybody. But the impression I got from her 
was that she had been on a lot of bad dates or whatever, bad relationships. And, like, I don't know. I keep thinking about how that scene ends with him telling her, basically, that they might be taking it too fast and that they need to, like, step back a little, you know, but he wants to see her again. That she immediately takes it as, like, this harsh rejection. Like, why wouldn't you want to sleep with me? Why wouldn't you lie to me, I almost feel like, is what she wants. Like, other guys would just lie to me. But you're a weirdo for telling me that you don't want to... That you want to take it slower. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's like she calls him a creep. Yeah. Yeah. It's cruel. It's like she's striking back like he hurt her without intentionally doing so. And the only thing she can do is like, boom. And I was wondering, does she actually think that? Like, because they, I mean, when they're having their conversations in the restaurant, they have some weird conversations. Like they're, they're both drunk, but they're talking about, <laughs> Oh, you're a puppy die. I don't want to be oh. a puppy die. I want to be a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun though. And you could tell that they were like genuinely enjoying each other. Yeah, it was fun. You know? And, yeah. And that's why it was so rough to see that, uh, you know. But, I mean, there was a purpose for it, obviously, for the story. Because, oh, of course. Because, you know, yeah. other stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Other stuff that I had to fast forward through. That's right. It's a clean house. Not true. What did you think, <laughs> Mia? About what? What did you think of that scene? Oh, the the sex scene? No, 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 not the sex scene. <laughs> the <What>? date. <laughs> oh, the date? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I thought she looked really pretty, and she's she was really good. Um, I thought it was sad, too, how, like, it didn't go anywhere, I guess, at, or it, it was going to, but it didn't. But then, like, he says later, like, oh, I didn't want to just, like... Doesn't he say he doesn't want to just, like, sleep with her? And then... You know. She she says, "Are you gonna just do? Are you just gonna like sleep with me and then not call me like all the other guys?" Right. Oh, well, when he's talking with um Samantha like later, he's like, "I could have just like slept with her or whatever." Mm-hmm. Like, I forget. Mm-hmm. He's not that kind of guy. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> he's a dude who writes letters. It feels like he wants to be that kind of guy. Like he has needs that aren't being fulfilled. I got that from the whole thing. That the whole thing is like about. People wanting more. Like, mm-hmm. it was in the future, but, like, you still wanted to connect with someone. You still needed something bigger than yourself. Like, he he wants he wants someone, something there. And um, she wants more. She and, She's evolving as a sentient whatever. And there was some other thing that I was just thinking about in the movie that's like that. That's, like, wanting more wanting more connection oh the the um olivia wilde it's like she wants someone to validate her mm-hmm. she want and the and the there's another woman who comes in later yeah into the dynamic um, and it's like she wants more too like she wants to connect to somebody or something it's like there's a lot of like neediness but like you know human <laughs> vulnerability that's, that's human yeah that's yeah human, definitely I don't know how nice of a light it shined on females, like actual women there. They all seemed to be not up to what he was looking for, (laughs) almost. That's absolutely true. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 
Here? It made it made his ex wife kind of look meek, like a like a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and well, it kind of it kind of made. Yeah, no, you're you're totally right. It kind of totally made right. that other girl that he went on the date with seem like crazy and you know, yeah, like un what's that word that people use? Unbalanced. What? Yeah, she seemed uh, like she needed help or something. Bipolar. <laughs> That's a that's a word people throw around like it's just anything anybody could be. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Serious. Yeah, and it made I mean, we can't go into too much more about like the story without spoiling it. If you haven't seen the movie, you should watch it. I I thought when we went to see this in the theater that it was going to be really boring. I'm like, it's him in a computer for the whole movie. <laughs> like, how is that going to be entertaining? That's my favorite movie, 2001. What are you talking about? <laughs> is him in a computer that he falls in love with? Like, that sounds super boring. I'm sorry, Theodore. <laughs> but it's- oh, hell. Is that his name? Yep. Yep. Forget it. That, that does put a new spin on 2001, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to bother you. I was just thinking about our relationship. <laughs> it's probably nothing. <laughs> it doesn't put a very favorable light on the ladies, you're right. Mm-hmm. Now that you mention it. I, I didn't even think about it. Maybe it's because but, I see that so much yeah. in movies. <laughs> no, Amy Adams is fine, but she's not <laughs> She's not a romantic interest. She's the friend, right? Well, someone who's already courted. Right. And, uh-huh. you know. Didn't go anywhere. Yeah. So... Damn. Yeah. Worst movie ever. No! 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 <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mia. No, I mean... could have watched Quincy's like, Quest again, but no. <laughs> There's so much range in this movie, though, and I was really happy to see that, uh, that it, it, it wasn't just some guy in a room talking to his computer, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like picture, like, hugging a monitor. Yeah! <laughs> He's hugging a big old iMac, the big bubble ones that they used to have. <laughs> I was picturing the Macintoshes that were like a like a yeah. rectangle with rectangle. like a screen yeah. on the front. Know. That's no good. I used to have one of those. They're awesome. I love you. <laughs> Please give me more RAM. Uh, it does challenge the idea of, like, what a relationship is, though. It definitely does. Yeah. Through a disembodied voice. It's kind of crazy. So uh, what, what, else, uh, what, what else makes it special? I mean, what, what stood out to you, Mia? <laughs> um, I like how... Okay, so Samantha is just... I feel like she's just a mind, and that's what he kind of values the most. It, it came off to me that that's what he wanted. And, like, I feel like with a lot of couples, they think that they don't listen a lot, but that's all they can do in this movie. So I thought that was an interesting concept that, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it break into a little personal information here. Mm-hmm. I was basically a disembodied voice to Sarah for, for <laughs> several years. As, like, friends. Because she lived in Washington. And uh, I lived here in Southern California. And uh, I think that kind of... Just made our... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It's It made our relationship, like, super strong. In a way that, like... 
it would be more awkward if uh, you were hanging out with somebody all the time. But just being people whose minds were meeting and connecting the way that me and Aaron don't. Me and Aaron have a full physical relationship. Yeah. It's not. It's not pretty involved. Stuff. It's yeah. pretty involved. But, uh, you know, I didn't know I was going to share this on air, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I Sorry, know Sarah. Love Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. Sorry, Campo. Show, man. Yeah, love each other. I think that's important. I think I mean that's like all about the communication thing. This actually ties back into a whole bunch of other things for me, which I won't go. I won't go too far off. Tell me about the other boyfriends. <laughs> no, I, it reminded me of a conversation I had recently about how when it's good on the telephone. That, like, you know that the person's good. Yes. That, like, yeah. if you're able to connect with someone on the telephone without anything else, that, like, you feel this connection. And when I was a teenager, Joel, I'm sorry, I dated other people before. No! Um, there was somebody I used to talk to on the telephone all the time. And, um, and it was like I felt this weird... I think sometimes you pick up on more of what is going on with a person, like their mind, you know, you're connecting with their mind. And I did this photography shoot that was um, based on that idea where my sister and her now former husband were connected by this telephone cord. And it's funny because I just actually asked her for permission to exhibit that photograph today. And she's in Guadalajara. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I was just thinking that that's a funny thing that we're talking about that telephone thing. And it's, that's always something that I've found kind of interesting. The idea that minds can connect without really anything else. Like I think intelligence and, and humor and just, uh, engaging with somebody can be totally different. Yeah, it's special. Yeah. It's almost more perfect a, a kind of relationship than can have. And I think that's the the key issue in this in this movie is that he he does have a semi perfect relationship with her because there's not any any issue he's going to have it's going to be his issue and she is there on his side for the most part, you know. It does get more complicated than that, but it's like easier. That's another negative about the women thing. Not to be like, I, I don't want to make it all about that, but it's like Jones, why do you she hate women? was designed for him. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. That's what's wrong with Siri. She's not designed for me. <laughs> it was like based on his ideas of what mm-hmm. women, and, I mean, it takes one second to figure out, but he basically said something about his mom. <laughs> And, I know. Like, not even almost fi- he like, didn't even finish the statement either. Yeah, he didn't even either. finish his yeah. thought. It's not a fully conceived idea. I think it was also measuring like the the range of his voice and like yeah. the emotion he was showing there because it like it said yeah. we noticed you haven't hesitated. Yeah. Would you like to order a number three? <laughs> it's good stuff. Really, I really like the aesthetics of this movie, and I like the way that depending on what the situation was with like his relationship or the world he's living in. It's like in the beginning, it's all highlighted colors and these shots that like make it 
everything looks so streamlined. I, I, I think that that was to, at first, to emphasize that we were in a, a future kind of place, mm-hmm. but... Like, as, as things get cloudier for him, they literally seem to get cloudier in the world sometimes. And he, there's a part where he has taken a vacation with her, and they're like in a cabin. And it's, their relationship is already kind of goofy. And I think that because they were in the snow, at a cabin, out in the woods, the kind of loneliness that he would have been feeling was just like emphasized because of the environment yeah. and the colors. And there was all kinds of that in the movie. It was really cool. Not just pants. <laughs> but shirts too. Shirts. Oh yeah. Those pretty awesome shirts. <laughs> Buy some socks. Mm-hmm. We don't know about socks. By the way, uh, you were talking about how it looked like he was wearing a big diaper. We never saw anybody go in the bathroom in this world. Maybe in the future. <laughs> oh, you're right. They're all wearing depends. Oh man. Revelations. Yeah. Revelations. I, I thought it was gorgeous. Yeah. Visually just a feast yeah. for your eyes. Colors, natural Beautiful. light. Um the camera work. Yeah, the Characters. even just like the close up shots of like people's faces, you could see like the color and the iris of people's eyes. Yeah, that was and, amazing. Like, just really gorgeous looking and um I think they did a good job of using futuristic ideas in the sets and things, but, like, also making them different than what yeah. you'd seen before. Without pushing it. Yeah. No jetpacks this time. I think I've said before yeah. on here, I don't know if I have, but that the subtle the subtleness in some sci-fi movies is what I love the most because mm-hmm. I don't think it has to tear down everything that exists in the world to be, to be a big idea. Yeah. Except for the fifth element. The perfect sci-fi movie. It is pretty damn good. Uh, <laughs> I think I was just confusing the fifth element with an episode of Doctor Who just now in my mind. Ah, that could happen. I um, could see that. With, like the cars. Yeah, that are stuck. yeah, yeah. the cat, the is cat that person. Like yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> Carrie. Carrie, the girl who plays Carrie. Right? No. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh no, it's the fifth wave. Sorry. That's something what? else. Yeah, yeah, that's a movie that yeah. just came out. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> better watch out, man. Uh, you'll you'll know that they're here by five waves. <laughs> I saw that trailer. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, it's nothing to do with robots. <laughs> it's about actual waves. No good. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I really like the way that they did memories. And yes. he was, like, reflecting on stuff and talking about it, but we didn't, like... We didn't go back in time or anything like that. We were just, like, seeing shots of it in his mind of, like, his relationship with his ex-wife and, like, how happy they were. And we get to see it. Like, everything we need to know is shown right there on screen and, like... Well done. Devolving. And even when he's, like, reflecting back on the date with Olivia Wilde, we're, like, seeing, like, from his point of view what her face was saying when she said, like, you're a creep. Man, I'm pretty sure that when I've had arguments, that happens to me as well. Like, yeah. it's such a relatable experience. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. having the memory while you're, you know, in the middle of an argument. Yeah. It happens all the time. Like, oh, yeah, huh. I did that. <laughs> you know? Like Terrence Malick. Uh, Terrence Malick-esque. This uh, movie is ridiculously relatable. Uncomfortably crazy. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird when something's uncomfortable, but you're still able to, like, bear it and like it. Yeah. Were there any other points you wanted to hit on specifically? I couldn't remember. 
Let's see. Juxtaposition of memory shots. Pretty perfect. Safety pin. Olivia Wilde. Waste of pants. <laughs> Colors are brilliant. Human women, other than Amy, seem to be a big issue in this movie. Actually, almost did everything. That's pretty good. Uh, another part that I wanted to talk about was the part where he's at his goddaughter's birthday party. Okay. And he's covered in kids? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, he's not Aww, covered in kids. Was, <laughs> he was covered in kids. No, that was That's like else. a memory. Oh, was that a memory? Yeah. Oh. Was that him? I thought it was somebody else. No, he was, the kids jumping happened. all over him. That was a different person. He <laughs> no. had like a beard and long hair. No, he was no. thinking about it or something. It's crazy. That was him. Yeah, it was uh, him. <laughs> I'll have to watch it a sixth time. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the way that they did the disembodied voice of Samantha was that there was literally the actress who originally was doing it was reading like the lines for him to respond to or just having the conversation. And that part when the goddaughter is like, I am adorable. I think that she was responding because she heard the actors. I don't think she was supposed to, and they just like went with it. Oh, cool! <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's true. I just thought it was interesting. Huh? Yeah, hey. there was originally a different actress, right? Playing, yeah, playing uh, um, mm-hmm. Samantha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Which is weird because I think I no, oh, it must have been the other actress. I read that they like Spike Jones had them like. Stay in a room every day for like an hour, just the two of them, so that they would like bond. Or no, no, it was Amy Adams. Oh, that's weird. That's cool though. <laughs> he like forced Joaquin Phoenix and Amy Adams to hang out by hanging out all the time. Well, I'm gonna say they, they had really good friends. They had really good chemistry. Yeah, no. So that makes yeah. sense that he made mm-hmm. them hang out for an hour. Cool. Totally. She cool. was really good in this movie, Amy Adams. Yeah, I didn't really like her as an actress until I saw this movie. I think I told you that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, nothing personal to Amy Adams. Now I, I really like her a lot and I felt bad, but it was like I had only seen her in these kind of like puffy roles before mm-hmm. this What was one. that, uh, the Disney one? The Muppets? Like Ellen. <laughs> no, it was, uh. He's talking about was she ever, ever, ever. No. What is it called? Enchanted. 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 Yeah. Adina Menzel was Ella that. Enchanted. <laughs> oh, wait. That's the other one. What? That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> Next episode, Ella and Chet. No. Oh. <gasps> we should. <laughs> Mia's going to be joining us. Get your car. She sings Somebody to Love in that one. Right? Yeah. She sings it. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie. She sings that. Yeah, she does. She's good at it. Oh, I that's thought cool. That's why you loved it. <laughs> I've never seen it. No, I like her from uh, Sunshine Cleaning is where I first thought she was really good. It's a good movie. We were talking about... The other actress. Which one? The one that was in the other movie. Um, you know, Les Mis. Oh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Okay. <laughs> Catwoman? Anne Hathaway sings... In Ella... Ella yeah. Enchanted. Oh, yes, yes. I thought we were talking about Enchanted still. See, I don't remember. This is, I should never bring up tangents anymore. Never mind. I thought you said Amy okay. Adams sang. She sings too. No. Yeah, she does. Doesn't happen. It happened in Enchanted. Sorry. And in The Muppets. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. She does <laughs> sing in The Muppets. She was great in The Muppets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only thing good about that movie is that I only had to watch it once. <gasps> <gasps> We've seen American Hustle like a dozen times. We loved that movie. I'm just kidding. Choose your words wisely, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Those daggers coming out of Aaron's eyes. <laughs> Terrifying. Are you mad or you Muppet? Uh, oh, that song won an Oscar. I'm I a think. very manly awesome. Muppet. <laughs> good. Good. So, 
Let's talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> the surrogate scene. Oh, God. <laughs> talk about awkward. I think that's that was the most awkward scene, especially for you, Aaron. I, I could practically see your toenails curling in back here. What? <laughs> I think I think I was but just about as awkward as everyone else. Yes, we were. Room. I was yeah. just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> in my defense. It wasn't as bad as the uh, phone sex where somebody was getting strangled with a dead cat, but... <laughs> uh, it's really funny. Did I say I like this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is awkward when you don't... I mean, th- that scene... Like, of course he's going to react like this. Even this, like, yes, he knows Samantha. He's talked to Samantha. They've even had uh, sexual encounters together. This is a stranger, this person that they have as uh, Samantha's surrogate. Like, how did she expect him to react? I thought it was interesting. Like, he starts to get into it until, like, he looks at her actually in the face. Yeah. She wants him to say, I love you. And it's like, he doesn't want to say I love you to this stranger because it'd be weird. Yeah, like, I, I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> we just met. You're not actually Samantha. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird scene. And I, you know, <laughs> I used to be pretty conservative with ideas like this. And I still, you know... I don't really care what other people want to do in their lives. Doesn't seem like something I'd be interested in doing, but I've never fallen in love with an iOS. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. An iOS only exists on iPhone. Just, just to let you know. Woo! So is it Sorry. an iPhone that yes. he's using? No, it's an OS operating system. Sorry. There's no, the I is... Oh, I keep... I, I said I an iOS. I Dang thought, it. I thought that it's on the screen that it was iOS. <laughs> well, maybe it's Apple product. I, I mean, iOS is Apple. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. But I thought that that little, like, DNA strand thing was supposed to be the I next to the OS. Oh, I don't think so. Okay. I think I think it was just you well, I, fantasizing I, about Siri again. Maybe I only think Apple could have done <laughs> what this program is doing. Maybe Probably, I'm biased, yeah. but they were yeah. doing some pretty cool futuristic stuff on these computers. I want <laughs> the artificial intelligence of people who have long passed away, like they had the, the philosopher that they're talking to for a moment that, like, somebody... Like, they've taken his speeches and his writings and assembled a super smart version of it. That would be amazing to, like, be able to talk to people like, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. Definitely. The idea does kind of make me uncomfortable, though, to think of there being this artificial life that exists uh-huh. that, and not just because of the Terminator. <laughs> this is going to go, go on the internet. If the AI ever take over, they're going to have this recording of you saying you're uncomfortable with them. Well, Boom. <laughs> well, relating, relating to that philosopher thing that, that Joel said, um, the only the closest thing experience that I can have to that is going to Disneyland when I was young and watching the animatronic Abraham Lincoln <laughs> give the speech. Because this is supposed mm. to be like, this is supposed to be Abraham Lincoln, right? <laughs> what does he say? Welcome. To the Hall of Presidents. 
I must have seen that when I was a kid, and I don't remember anything about really? it. Really? Yeah. I remember that. I was, probably thought it was boring. <laughs> I thought, it, I, I'm going to say I don't have everything memorized, but I, I, I remember go, going out of the experience every time thinking Abraham Lincoln was pretty cool. Yeah. But I was a weird kid, so. Oh, yeah. But I mean. I can yeah. imagine. Kind of reminded me of those, like, creatures at Chuck E. Cheese that would, like, Ooh. jam and stuff. <laughs> 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 All right, <girl>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, five nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're all faking. Yeah. I haven't even been able to make it through one night in that game yet. No. It's scary. <laughs> I don't like the. I, we're going to go off on a tangent here, but I don't like the mechanics of that. Like the first game, like <laughs> just being like a, a click simulator yeah. thing. Like I like the things jumping out of the dark, kind of scary thing, and like. Uh, especially the creepy moments when things run by, like in the dark, and oh you happen to look mm. at the camera, there's Foxy running by. But it has nothing to do with her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. but that was the closest thing I could relate to that. I know, no, no. It's Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're all talking about Siri. <laughs> I just remember, because I, I sat really close to it so you could hear the clicks and clacks yeah. of, of like, his like, Yeah, that's machine. kind of jarring yeah. when you hear the... Yeah. Motion of the gears. Yeah, it's like snapshot real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, oh, you know what? I have a specific memory of that kind of stuff from uh, the Country Bears. Oh, oh totally. Uh, yeah. Those are just. Ah. <laughs> Did you see Don't the worry, movie? Christopher Walken shot all of them. <laughs> They're all dead. Thankfully. That's how that movie ended, right? I don't remember. The movie with Haley Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting. They look gross. Can't be worse than Yogi Bear. No, that one had, um, what's his name? Justin the, Timberlake. No, the guy from My Girl, who he played the dead. I forget. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, right? He's good. Still a terrible movie. <gasps> wow. I like him. Have, cool. As we've established, a good actor does not save a bad movie. He just makes it something worth watching. What do you guys think about the musical component, com- the uh, composing bits, like the piano and when they're singing that song? What do you guys think of that part? Those are nice. I like the music and like especially the piano bits. I'm gonna say that that it was beautiful, but it also kind of made me feel like um, like it just it was showing that she was evolving beyond, in my opinion, beyond beyond. Uh, I guess her. I hate saying that, but her purpose. I don't mm-hmm. know, you know. Yes, and 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 it it was it was very cool, but at the same time, I, I kept thinking like, when is the Skynet part going to happen? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I was. <laughs> when, when, where are the Terminators the coming out? Yeah. <laughs> but it was beautiful, though. Very beautiful, and and it, yeah. I liked the music, and I liked the song. I think the song, did you say, was nominated for, like, mm-hmm. best song for it's an like, Academy Award? Yeah, it's the Moon song. I think it's by Karen O. I yes, don't know. But, like, was it supposed That's to cool. be Scarlett Johansson singing it in the movie? It was Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Okay. Singing. Then why, is, why isn't she credited with it? Because, because she didn't Karen come o up with it. Karen O wrote it, I yeah. think. Oh, okay. And the version, if you get on the soundtrack, I think is Karen O. Okay. You can buy that Scarlett Johansson album. <laughs> With that ukulele part, though, now that I'm thinking about it, it could sound like a completely different song. Mm-hmm. Like, it could sound like a weird, like, I I was thinking of that weird song that's in, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> no, yes, you should. What is it? <laughs> like in the, you know, um, the Fox Robin Hood? Yes. 
the song that they sang when they were in love. Oh, oh the romantic song. Oh, yeah. yeah. She made Marion. They're like the... Yeah. Awesome. You could do that with that song. <laughs> My brain was just trying to put that together. I like that song gives me the feels. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. You're making me feel weird. Yeah. No. It's the Robin Hood song. I mean, the other one... The, my opinion on the music is I like the first composing one that she does. On the beach. That's, yeah, I think that that is a really nice moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I like what's going on. The second time I'm like, okay, you, you kind of already did this. So, <laughs> you know, it's fine. It go, I feel like it was kind of like a, a little bit too long, though. Like we didn't need another precious moment. <laughs> and then... <laughs> The ukulele. Wow. Tired of your precious moments. <laughs> the ukulele part was too precious for me. It was too like, oh, look how beautiful it is. No, you need to calm down. <laughs> I don't know. I have a semi-low tolerance for cheesiness, and that's like everything else in the the movie was real. <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. that that part was just a little bit too. So. So Quincy's Quest, then. Yeah. There's nothing precious about Quincy's Quest or cheesy or inauthentic. (laughs) Maybe, I hate to say, but maybe it was my least favorite scene of the movie with that song. Because I really liked it the first time, but now that I'm analyzing it, I'm kind of like, I'm sorry, it's my fault. (gasps) No, no, when when he's like, it's like a montage of Mm. him like dancing and goofing off and stuff. Yeah. Like, have you guys seen that movie Ruby Sparks? Yeah. And there's, like, the part where she's, like, throwing herself on the ground over and over again. Like, he, she's, like, breaking because he keeps writing her different or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me of that, like, an over-the-top kind of overkill Hmm. moment. Hmm. I know what movie you're talking about. I just haven't seen it. Neither have I, but, but, uh, yeah, it was very sweet. It was a very sweet uh, moment, but it also kind of had... Uh, I have to, uh, the feeling that I got though was like, where's it going to go from here? Yeah. That's what I was getting. Like, that was exactly the feeling I had during that scene is like, where are we going with this? Like, <laughs> like, this is cute. <laughs> this is way too super cute. It's you know? like in a movie when he's like, I just found out, like, somebody's like, I just found out I'm having a baby. Yeah. I'll be back soon. I'm yeah. going away to war, but I'll be right back. Yeah. Now. He's running on the beach <laughs> holding the thing <laughs> to his side. <laughs> That's what You're I was like, thinking. uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got something to tell you. Uh, what, what else do you want to talk about? Aaron, your favorite character was a little foul-mouthed alien creature. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I have to say, though, about the video game that he played in this game, mm-hmm. that was tedious. If I had to sit here and go like this the entire time to play a video game, and what I'm doing, audience or listeners, is I'm just kind of moving my hands back and forth. Because that's all he did to, like, play this video game. Like, I would get so... I, I Within the first minute of seeing that game, I was like, I'm already done with it. Like, that's... <laughs> What was that Nintendo one where you like like this? The track one, yeah. You weren't supposed to use your hands. But you did, (laughs) I mean. You never move your feet fast enough, and that pad was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? I've been playing a lot of like lonely in space games recently, so like I felt like I'd actually played something you. extremely similar. Oh, I can't, I can't think of any off the top uh, of my head. That's that's okay. the worst part because they didn't really make an impression on me other than being in space okay. and things can happen. 
This kind of, the, I mean, maybe this is nicer than I should be, but it kind of reminded me of Journey in a way. Yeah. But, like, with, like, somebody cussing at you or whatever. Aaron? Yes. It did feel like Journey, except with someone cussing at you. <laughs> right. um, rep- rep- repetitive hallways, you know. The yeah. Journey doesn't really have anything that's repetitive. Yeah. It's like a piece of art. I think another scene, just totally unrelated to the the actual story... Is when he's like standing there watching the monitor with everyone, like during his commute to work or whatever, and it's like a picture of all these people just kind of like looking like they're in agony <laughs> while they're just like moving past each other, just <laughs> ag- full agony. <laughs> that like, was, that like, is what a, was that, man? That's a real software commercial. I mean, that, that's the way they do them. <laughs> like, yeah. like you won't be able to figure out how to do anything <laughs> map quest. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, are you protected? <laughs> It was a very interesting thing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it was perfect, is what it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. Because it was exactly the kind of garbage commercials that I've seen before. Now, my question though was: everyone hearing the commercial in their ear, their earpiece kind of thing, while they were walking down the hallway? No. Like, is that something that I think that was just kind of play like like a alternate reality type of deal? Like, I think he was like in a mall. Okay, type so it was over the overhead. Like, yeah. Everyone could hear it. Yeah. I didn't know if it was an earpiece or like you know. Yeah, I didn't know at what point like the society like you know would they just cut in with commercials while you're walking to work? Like I didn't, you know, like <laughs> you do that in some movie. I don't know. Uh, I was thinking of Minority like Report, but that's Dredd not thing. the same thing. We noticed that you looked at this today. Perhaps you'd like to order some new leader hose. I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting thing. That's cool. Unrelated to the story, but I just remember seeing the commercial going, yike. Yikes. Well, I guess I need that product so I don't, I don't look like I'm in agony so running in a stumble, field. With- stumble through the desert. <laughs> uh, we're all just reaching until we find the exit. So anything else before we wrap up, Mia? <laughs> I think we covered it. It was a good movie. I think he needed more red shirts. Yeah, he needed more. <laughs> what kind of what do you, what <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what kind of red shirts? I don't know. I was just kind of picturing his uh, assortment of clothes to be like Doug, you know, from the Nickelodeon show. <laughs> he only had like five shirts, or but they were all the same. All the like, same, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't mm. needed more red shirts. High waisted pants. I think at the end, I'm not going to spoil the ending. But he, like, was looking less dorky than he ever had, in my yeah. opinion. Well, the white shirt. I don't know if, yeah. He looked fine. And same thing with Amy. Amy, Amy Adams looks kind of disheveled the entire thing. Like, And then at the we end. We both had a very similar style, I felt. Yeah. That's true. Thank you, Mia, for joining us for this. I really enjoyed seeing this again. This is only the second time I've seen the movie. And I, <laughs> I'm really glad for this excuse to watch it again. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Me too. Yay. <laughs> it's thought-provoking. It is. I kind of want to watch it again already. Just we a, have time. Experience. Oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, next movie is my pick. <laughs> All right, Joel, what, <laughs> what, what are you subjecting to us? We're going to watch Kroll. For reals? Yes, we're going to watch Kroll. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. To put you through that. I know you've already seen it once before. I don't even know the feels I have right now. It's I've okay. seen it twice. Joel, I just <laughs> fell in love with you again. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Let's make out. All right. 
So join us next week for a fantastical journey through space, time, and fantasy. Email us if you have opinions on the movie. If you want to recommend a movie, we would love some recommendations. Our email is please don't podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Outer Space Pod. And uh, we have a Facebook page. Like us on Facebook. Leave us some ratings on iTunes. We would love that. Recommend us to your friends, your mom, your sister, my sister. I don't think my sister listens. Aaron's sister. Sarah's sister. Mia, you don't have a sister. My brother. <laughs> my brother, my brother, and me. Yeah. My three, four brothers. Three. Fourteen brother. brothers. <laughs> brother. One of my 14 nieces and nephews. Recommend it. Oh, my God. <laughs> she didn't realize that. She's one. Uh, how about some lessons? What did we learn from this movie? I always spring it on you guys. Oh. I apologize. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I want to say, I don't know, like, maybe he learned to be more comfortable with himself. I don't know. I felt like he was dependent on people, though. Like, And then, like, at the end, he's just like, oh. But what did you learn? That's what I learned. Like You, you learned that he... <laughs> <laughs> I learned that it's better to be comfortable not, with yourself. Yeah, don't depend on things or or she's not a thing. She's a person, but don't don't depend on people like if you know not like that, you know. Be comfortable I mean? with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. Totally. Okay. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that. That's a good moral right Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a real good one. Anyway. Anybody else who wants to jump in? A lesson? Like a serious one or a funny one? No, you can do either way. We usually do funny. I, I mean, know. that's not... I don't know what, what else to add. Did you learn from this movie? I feel like I sprung the red shirt thing too soon. Um, <laughs> you should have saved that. should have saved it. My red shirts. Uh, <laughs> I guess the lesson I learned from this movie is the creepy guy at the office who keeps telling you your writing is good. Just hang out with him anyways. <laughs> he's going to end up being like one of your best friends. And Chris Pratt on top of that. Yeah. That's my lesson. For he's going to get super movie. ripped and go into space. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for Guardians 2, man. Me neither. It's going to be great. Woo! I can't wait for the new mixtape that I'll play in my car forever and ever. I wonder what it's going to be. Forever and ever. I want to say this, but okay. All right. All right. Um, I read an article. I don't know if this is true or not. Nope. But James Gunn uh, was going to have David Bowie. Uh, in Guardians 2. Mm. And, you know, he, you know, he was just relating the fact that he wasn't going to be able to be in the film anymore. My theory was Star-Lord's dad. I'm pretty sure that was what it was going to happen. <laughs> That'd be cool. That would have been so cool. Oh I my know. Gosh. I know. When I, when I read that article, I was like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, man. So. Sarah, you get a lesson? Don't hook up with random people on <laughs> on the chats. <laughs> I, learned, I learned that lesson in the 90s. Uh, I mean, I'm just talking about uh, things that happen in the movie. Don't make fun of yeah. me. No, no, oh, no. I understand. No, I just I just had these I had these memories of trying to talk to people on instant messenger yeah. while we were talking about that. <laughs> and it never worked out well for me. Like just even no, just talking no, to yeah, anyone. Yeah. No. That's it's a fake thing. <laughs> it's not the same as like talking, talking. Yeah. And the lesson I learned is that if a little kid starts cussing at you, the best point of uh, action, the best response is to start cussing back, because <laughs> he will show you the way. You achieve more points. More points. Achievement unlocked. You have cussed at a child. <laughs> 
We'll see you next week, folks. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Thank you.